This is Sam Caligioni, founder and CEO of Dogfish Head Brewery, and you are listening to At The Bar Podcast. Cheers. Try to hold the mic and pop bottles, baby. Popping bottles. Popping bottles. Popping bottles. Who got hey benched guys. today? Oh, sorry. Yeah, who got benched? Yeah. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. Blake Bortles. Welcome to another episode of the At The Bar Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Mike, as always, enjoying me. The usual suspects himself, the two of us, none other than the man of many nicknames. Many nicknames. Jeff. That's me. Uh, Hollywood yeah. Jeff. Uh, just Jeff works for me for right now. Yeah. Woo. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're here. We're here. So this is a very special episode. Uh, not too long ago in the near past, we had the opportunity to go down a barrel of monks again. Uh, and uh, we uh, we were invited down by the gracious people of Barrel of Monks to come hang out, talk, talk shop, have some delicious beers. And they were gracious enough to let us take home bottles. Very, very bottles yeah. because... Uh, they're great people, and we're very thankful for them, you know, supporting us and uh, being so kind and and welcoming for us all the time. So this episode is all about Barrel of Monks and Boca Raton. Boca Raton. So we love Barrel of Monks, so we want to dedicate this episode to them. And, uh, you know, I guess we can say this episode is sponsored by Barrel of Monks, right? Might as well be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is. This episode yeah, is job, sponsored guys. by Barrel of Monks. All right. You're our first sponsor. Yeah. Yay. Our first actual legitimate sponsor. Yay. <laughs> so we're going to go. The first bottle we're going to open, me and Jeff actually have each. We, he has one. I have one. Uh, it's in Bomber. And I'm going to try and open this and hold the mic at the same time. We'll see how it works out. But this is the Raspberry Sorcery, a sour bar- barrel-aged raspberry wit. Mm-hmm. Pretty much what this is, is their uh, wizard wit, which we know Jeff is the wizard king of the wizard wit, right? Uh, I also love the wizard, so they take it, put it in, in uh, sour it. I guess they sour it and then put it in barrels. Whatever how that works, we don't know. Uh, but it's a sour barrel-aged raspberry wit that they treat. Yes. Uh, so it's gonna be quiet it says, here. It is a bottle. Yeah. It's bottle. It's yeah. bottle conditioned. Bottle conditioned. There'll be a small layer of yeast sediment in the bottom. Pour carefully into a stemmed glass. Recommend you leave the yeast sediment in the bottle. It, not me. I will be drinking that. I love sediment, but that's just me. Um, this is a really cool looking beer. It is. Raspberry it's super cool. Um, I love their art. Yeah, the, their bottle art, and uh, it's only coming at five point five percent, which I think is cool for something, you know, quote unquote barrel aged. You know, normally they're they're big and heavy, but you know, the, I think Barrel Amongst is the first brewery that I can recall recently. Recently, that their barrel aged stuff is kind of a little bit lower and lower yeah. in ABV. So, uh, all right, I'm let's a, listen to I'm this thing it. pop. Ooh, that was aggressive. That was like a champagne cork. But it's not foaming. It's not overly carbed. It's coming out perfectly. So I popped it, Jeff. Popping bottles, and at the bar podcast. <laughs> and I'm tulip. You, you, I think I've showed you this glass before. The non-stem tulip glass. Love this thing. Oh yeah, that's like my go-to glass now. Yeah, 
I'm doing a Bowiegans IPA glass because this was the first thing I saw. <laughs> so we'll do that. Uh, figuring the the shape of the glass, uh, which I believe Dogfish might have pioneered. Uh, don't quote me on that, but it helps with aromatics. It's an IPA glass. It's pretty much what this is. It's an IP, a form of an a uh, form of an IPA glass. So the top where the the opening is is more narrowed, so you get more of an intense ar- aromatic smell. It looks it looks and very it looks similar. Really nice. to, uh, it looks very similar to the the kind of bubbled out glasses that um, Sam Adams made for Boston Lager, um, except yep. that theirs has a flare on the top, kind of opening it up back up. Whereas this one funnels it right into your nose. Yep. So I, uh, you, I guess you can see. I might, I might make this video, this episode of video, but you can see I still have a little bit of head retention there. Uh, it poured beautifully. The color, it looks a lot darker it, on my screen. But very, it's very yeah, light. Very, very light. light. Uh, very it does straw, have a, yellow. maybe a tiny like tinge of something pinkish, but really it's just kind of a. A nice golden ale looking beer. It's, you know, yeah. very pretty, pretty standard golden, a little bit of sediment floating in it, but this was the first pour. As we get further down that bottle, I'm sure there'll be a lot more sediment floating in there. Yeah. Um, Jeff is definitely team sediment for sure. I am not so much, but good head retention. I mean, spot on. I poured myself mm-hmm. a little bit more. You can see the, the nice layer on top. It does have like a little pinkish hue, but not pink in color. Right, um, definitely golden. The, yeah, the smell is, you can definitely get the sour. I get sour, I get wood, almost like a white wine. Like it was Asian white wine barrels. Yeah. Did you try it already? I did, yeah, I'm waiting for I you did. to okay. try it. Right. All right, what do you think? I think it's awesome. I think it's, it is not too vinegary, not too sour, uh, very nicely light, sour, like kind of crisp, very much wine-like a little bit in the way that, you know, kind of when you said that, it kind of hit a string with me where I'm like, it does taste a little bit wine-like, um, kind of kind of like a sour grape, but it doesn't have a grape flavor, I guess I would say, but just really nice, sour, perfect body, not too heavy. The ABV being low makes sense once you try it. It's very crisp and, and light-bodied be, uh, beer and just, I mean, this is like, just on the edge of of like crushable sours but it has just too much flavor to be too crushable so it's like a really nice balance good between you know like like really aggressive sours and those really crushable yeah absolutely um to me i don't get as much raspberry as i was anticipating Uh, i know we Mm -hmm. both had the witty and pink before which is their standard wizard with raspberry the raspberry is a little bit muted here which i guess if i'm being honest is a slight thing but this is definitely a like very wood, very you know, white wine esque Pinot Noir. I think is it that white wine Pinot Grigio? Pinot Grigio. Know. Noir is you. Noir means dark. Is red. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's Pinot Grigio. Apparently, I, you know, I don't drink wine. Uh, but it's it's very like just beer. Kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a beer and bourbon guy. As you can uh, see no by wine. the shelves behind you. <laughs> If this is yeah. a video, you have beer, and then you have bourbon, and then you have glassware. A lot of bourbon. Oh, yeah. That's a, and then yeah, a little Pepsi it. fridge. That's a hell of a bourbon yeah, club. Man. Oh, yeah, dude. Ain't, ain't nothing but the best here. Oh, yeah. Oh. Got some gins. that got some vodka, some dark rum, but a lot This of is giving me the burpees. Mm. It's like – This is good. This is good. I'm taking big old gulps of it because it's easy to put down. 
Yeah, it's super crisp. To me, it's crisp. Uh, incredibly light, but it's definitely very sour. A lot of barrel, a lot now of sourness. This, this wasn't on tap when we were just down there, correct? They only no. had this in bottles. This but we, bottles. Did have, we, we did have the witty, witty in pink, right? We did. I believe. We did. I know. I've that's, the breast, that's the breast cancer uh, awareness beer that yes. they do. Fantastic. That's amazing. Um, raspberry sour. So that's uh, – or well, actually it's not a sour, wit. just a raspberry wit beer. Um, I misspoke. But this is the soured version, barrel-aged version of that, I believe. Right. So – um, really cool beer. I mean, this just, it's very unique. Um, like Mike's saying, you get the woodiness of the kind of age on it. You get the, it is a little muted in the fruit flavors. However, it, it's, it's fruity. So it's, it has fruity notes in it yeah, already. So I agree you, with that. Don't out, you don't pick out raspberry, but you pick out that it's a fruity fruit forward kind of sour with a little bit of age on it. Um, low ABV is, is killer, especially in bomber format. Uh, sometimes you get these Belgian bombers and they're, you know, 12% or something. Cool. And it's like, yeah. it's like you drink one bomber and you're, you're toast. That's the end of your night, you know? Mm-hmm. So this is, this is really a cool beer. Um, and, and, a, and a knockout for me. I like it. Yeah. It's it's good. I agree with you too. I think fruit esters would be a good term that I think a lot of professionals would, would describe this beer as you know, a little bit of everything, right? Mm-hmm. wise. Um, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let it warm up a tiny bit and um, in the bottle over there, and then try it again. And I think a little more of that raspberry is gonna come out. Yeah, I'm gonna finish the rest of this glass. I think I poured myself a little too much. Uh, little, That's okay. We're getting going. going. We are yeah, getting. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, if you were to I was actually at a barbecue today. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Continue. Oh no. Yeah, we'll get to your barbecue because I'm very interested. <laughs> I'm in a barbecue kick lately. If you were to give this a rating on Untapped, uh, you know, out of out of you know, 0.25 to five in quarter increments. What would you give it? I'm giving this a, I'm giving this a four, two, a four, maybe if I'm giving it a four. Okay. I'm, I was going to go up to a four, two, five. I'm somewhere between a four and a four, two, five. Um, I think it's a killer beer. Uh, I really do like sour ales, but they're not my go-to. Um, I, the reason I'm going four is because it's 10 o'clock at night right now. And I've been drinking all day. So this is crisp and the crispness of the, well, not, I'm not drunk. I, I actually quit. <laughs> no, no, I know. <laughs> but I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying I drank through the IPAs and through the other things today while I was at this barbecue. And, and now I'm, I wouldn't be looking for something crisp and light like this at this exact moment. So having said that being in that mindset, I'm going to give it a four, but I bet you if I started my, t- my barbecue today with this 4.25 easy. Because it's like it was, it's a perfect daytime, crisp, light beer. If you're in the mood for something light and easy to drink, a tailgate beer, anything like that, this thing is just spot on. Um, but it's also flavorful enough and complex enough that your you know craft beer aficionado going out to try new beers would also find this to be an incredible tasting beer. So uh, I'm going to give it a four just because of where I'm at with myself right now. Yeah, uh, I completely 100% agree. Um, I'm on the the four. At the four and four two five fence. Um, I don't know which one I'd give it to be honest. Whether it's a four four two five, um, probably a four with right with you. Uh, what would give let what would allow it a, a higher rating for me personally is if the raspberry is a little bit more prevalent. Um, it would definitely be a four two five, maybe even a four five range. Um, other than that, is everything's there. The barrel comes through amazing. The body of it's perfect. Everything about it is perfect. My only gripe is I want a little bit more raspberry. But again, doesn't ruin the beer for me. Still a four out of five. 
and it's it's highly recommended if you go down Barrow Monks of Boca, get it then, or if it comes out later, get it then. Definitely recommend yeah. this beer for any occasion. Uh, yeah. it, it goes, it'll go well with seafood, fish, mm-hmm. as well as barbecue, or just a hot summer day after mowing the lawn. Yeah, I could uh, I could see this definitely pairing with a lot of different types of food too. Um, what I was gonna say, I actually am I'm happy it doesn't have too much raspberry because that raspberry sour became such a big thing probably about two years ago. Everybody started doing these raspberry sours, and uh, and I, a lot of them are too fruity. They're too fruit juicy, and, and this one is not. So I like I appreciate that this is a beer um, yeah. with fruit notes in it. So for me, that was actually kind of a a positive note. So I guess it just depends on the palate, you know? Um, yeah, but I, but you know, we are also people that always preach if it's on the bottle, it better be in the beer. So I, I can see where you're, yeah. coming, where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah. This almost doesn't even taste like a Belgian dude. If I were to, if you gave this to me blindfolded and told me to pick a, you know, pick out what style of beer it is, I honestly wouldn't pick a Belgian. I wouldn't yeah. No, It's, it's uh, like uh, an American sour ale of some kind. I would probably say it's more maybe a dude, honestly, like a pilsner or like a, maybe a blonde. Yeah. You know, so, mm-hmm. which is a good thing for me. Cause we all know I hate Belgians and I hate <laughs> Belgians because they taste like coriander and bananas. And I hate, or not, not coriander, clove and bananas and fuck clove. Hashtag fuck clove. So we're going to let that warm. I still have a little bit left too in my bottle. So I, want, I definitely want to let that warm. Maybe we can try that later on in the show. But you said barbecue, Jeff. I'm in. Yes. So I barbecue. So yeah, I had to get (laughs) tangent. I had an open hand. I had to get out of the house for a while. So we, my dad was going to have us over and we brought the dogs up to his house and he somehow it turned into a huge family barbecue. We had everybody in in my family and my mom and her husband included. and, And, you know, it was just, it was really cool to get everybody together. It was a lot of fun. Um, but I drank a few beers and had some really cool stuff. I had, uh, when we went up to Savannah, I brought back some beers. Uh, I believe I gave you the milkshake IPA from service brewing. Mm -hmm. Um, so we had one of those as well as, uh, I had a praline brown ale. Um, I don't remember what brewery that was from. um, Oh shit. Um, the people who do coastal empire. That is them. Yes. And uh, so we, I had a few of, of some good old, good old craft beers and things like that. But we, uh, but just really nice day. We had some ribs and some chicken. And it was great. Um, and then I came home and I closed my eyes for five minutes and woke up and two hours later, and was <laughs> ready to do the show. So that's why I'm saying <laughs> a little bit of more of a, like a nightcap or a heavier beer would have been what I was in the mood for, which is great because I do have one of those to end the show with later. Oh, buddy. Yeah, dude. I mean, it, I feel like sleeping and naps are just like beer. Like you're like, oh, I'll go out. I only have one beer. And like twelve years later, you're blackout drunk. It's like, oh, I'll close right. my eyes for ten minutes. Two hours later, you're like, what the fuck just happened? Where, where did my night go? Where did my day go? My day's over. Uh, all right. So you want to go with your bottle next, or you want you you want me to go with mine? Yeah. I, I well, I think mine's kind of a nice uh, lateral like move because yeah, it's yeah. it's a same base beer sort of. Um, I'm not particularly ready to open it yet. I still have half a beer, though. Are you ready to go with one? Yes, I can go with mine, yes. Okay, then go ahead. Here you go, ladies and gentlemen. How much we prepare? (laughs) Well, we're prepared. I just, I'm not ready to chug a beer. 
the beers are cold, so that's that's a step in the right direction. All right, so I'll go with mine. So this is a beer that I have that Jeff does not, but I'm sure he's had. Uh, I got to open my little cooler here. Uh, it is the single in Havana. Mm-hmm. My barrel of monks, obviously. Um, this is their single ale with guava. And I think this is the newest of their bottle of Is the... that a 12-ounce bottle? Yes. Reg bottle. It just looks bigger. Uh... I might have it. I have to go look. I might okay. have it. I was looking for bombers. Hold on. So we're going to let Jeff do that. But this is the newest of their beers that they've bottled and in, in, in sent in the distro. Uh, normally, it's their um, Wizard Wit, their Double and Triple. This is the fourth 12-ounce size um, beer, excuse me, beer that they have. Um, brewed and bottled in Boca Raton. It's Belgian-inspired at 4.5%, which I'm sure we'll go over when Jeff comes back. I'm just filling time. Uh, single Havana, adding guava to our single correction. This is their fifth, because single in the sun is their fourth one. Astro's single. Uh, adding guava to our single in the sun makes for a clean and refreshing beer brimming with tropical fruit light in color this ale is made for the florida sun and is a perfect complement to the hot summer months oh he got one i knew he had one i knew it that's what i, I go looking through and i'm like i don't have one i can't believe it i know i have it and i'm looking at all my damn bombers and i forgot this was a 12 ounce bottle so i have one so i'm gonna open it with you okay cool so i just essentially just read the bottle just to fill time so it's four point recap everyone with what i just said with jeff back it's 4.5 percent it is their single in the sun which is their single ale single belgian with guava so they just add a guava to single in the sun single in the sun is ridiculously good um so he's gonna pop that open i'm gonna pop mine open and put my mic down but this one i haven't had since our live stream on their anniversary which is march 31st which you guys should check out on our facebook page so i'm gonna this just is, just oh my god oh my god oh my god this uh the nose on this and uh i do remember slightly having this beer uh at their anniversary however we had a lot of their beers on their anniversary so you would have to check out that that episode for us uh to to remember what i said about it then i don't so that means you're going to get a really genuine retelling of the story here because i'm not going to be able to copy myself because i don't remember but immediately nose is a hundred percent guava just like straight guava nose bomb and um oh my god it smells so good holy cow it's it just smells like the second you smell it you're like i need to drink this beer like it just i just have to i have to put this in my mouth so my pours a lot is is pretty shitty compared to yours look at well yeah i was gonna say perfect head perfect head on there and it's uh it's really nice yeah what do you pour drinks for a living jeez that's good that's really good oh man this might be i'm gonna put this on the list of like for florida on like heat beers like was i got sequence top of that list this might be like 1b well you know what my 1a is the wizard the wizard (laughs) That's that's this, my boat beer. So you know that's, that's, that's my that's my hot sun time ninety five degree. By the way, ninety five. It's nine. It's ninety plus still. Do you know parts yeah. of the country are getting snow right now? Yeah, and the, today was supposed to be like it? the first day of fall, and it's not. 
Well, fall alert. started a while ago, I think. We're, it's not summer yeah, anymore, yeah. man. It's no. still 90, though, here. It's the world's ending. It's happening before our eyes. Global warming is real. My mom was saying something about not being about like leaving for the summer months or something like that. Um, because she has an RV and she just she just got back from a three month RV trip all over the country, and she was saying something about like, oh yeah, I think just in the summer months we're gonna take trips, you know. And I was like, you're gonna be, you're gonna be gone for ten fucking months. That's fifty weeks a year. <laughs> <laughs> like, like damn, never. <laughs> you're gone from the summer in Florida. That's that's at least ten months. <laughs> like, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, absolutely. This beer is now that the heads dissipate a little bit. There we go, man. This is this is great. This is really good. I I like it. I think uh, I think the guava is the perfect amount of guava where it's not overpowering. It's overpowering on the nose, but that's a good thing. Um, body is light, like Mike's saying, very crushable beer, which surprised me because when you pour it, it, it looks and sets up like it's going to be a little bit syrupy or something. But it's not. It's very light-bodied. Um, not thin, but light. Uh, and it's uh, it's it's got a good flavor. It's really it, it's it's not the most complex beer I've I've had from them. Correct. Not by a long yeah. shot. Um, <laughs> even with the guava edition, it's pretty straightforward. Um, but I do like the flavor. I, I think it's really good, and it's definitely a beer that I if you know if somebody went to a party and they brought a six pack out of this, I would drink it all night. So it's it's definitely not anything that. It offends me in any way. It's just not. It's not a very overly complex beer. It's it's pretty straightforward. And you you want guava, you're gonna get guava. Oh, and that's you know maybe this might be a, a topic for a future episode is people's perceptions of what beer should be, right? So this beer is very simple. Like you said, just going off what you said, this is very straightforward. This is nothing complex. This isn't complicated. This isn't a multifaceted flavor profile. It's very straightforward, and it's amazing. It's so good. Guava, crisp, clean, refreshing. That's it is what it is, right? And it's great. Mm-hmm. I feel a lot of people want complexity and will poo-poo on beers that don't have five different flavors going on. And this right. just isn't the case, right? Well, this, this is I a mean, great beer. Has, it's simple. This has one flavor. I mean, this is this is beer flavored beer with with guava. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's you're not you don't have to dive any deeper than that. And if this is something that like you know how we talk about kind of those like entry level beers that mm-hmm. you know that you can give to somebody who says I don't like beer. Yeah. This is the, this is it. This is that beer where like somebody's like I don't know I don't really like beer. Well, let me give you the beer with a body of like a you know a mainstream kind of Budweiser type beer. We'll give you a beer with that body but with much better flavor and try this and see if you like it. And then all of a sudden somebody's drinking craft beer. Yeah. Um, and this is you need those beers and this is one of those. You know. Yeah, one hundred percent. And, and this is great. It's straightforward, simple. Sometimes simple is great. Uh, sometimes complex is great. And but this is is very straightforward. No no hidden messages. No. It doesn't claim to be fancy. It's just you know single Havana. That's it. You know. So this is great. I love it. This is. I mean, this is amazing. Um, but you know, it's Barrel Monk. So what isn't amazing? I've yet. I've yet to. I've honestly yet to have a beer from them that I've been like. I. I you know. Eh. Mm, whatever. Like at the worst, they've always impressed me. It's always been a three, three, five or higher. You know, it's right. they don't they've yet to I've not had one beer that I've been able to poo poo on. Yeah, uh, agreed. And I hate Belgians and everything I have from them is is enjoyable in the least. And that's that's pretty impressive for someone who's uh stubborn like myself that uh I'm not afraid to I've never been one to hide my my opinions both uh 
and private with people. You know, this beer is amazing. I just opened and that, I, by I really the way. Love it a lot. I just opened that out of the what? cupboard, not even out of the fridge. That's that's, that's a seven, That was a seventy. That was a seventy-six degree beer, and I ch- I chugged it. It's gone. Like it was delicious. It was absolutely great. Right out of the bottle, room temperature. So that's yeah. that's a testament to, you know, I, I tell people this all the time. Uh, the guy to the, this is to the guy who says there's nothing better than a cold Bud Light or a cold Coors Light. Well, yeah, but have you ever tried one warm? Because. <laughs> Because yeah. then what you know what they say? They always go, Oh, well, they don't taste good warm. Yeah, because you're actually tasting the beer now. So yeah. now you're tasting how bad that beer is, and that's the reason that you don't like it. So when you think that the best thing ever is an ice cold Coors Light, the only reason you think that is because you're not tasting how bad it is. Right. If you can drink a beer at room temperature and enjoy it, you know that beer is good. That is a that is a solid beer all the way through because all the off flavors, all the terrible flavors would have came out when it was warm. Yep. So if I can pull this beer right out of the cupboard and drink it like that, and I just drank that faster than I drank that sour. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, that's a, it's a damn good beer. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, a little, a little shout out to Wob, you know, when we did our beer training, you know, they, they made a point of, you know, cold beer masks that you, your tongue. So you, you, your tongue is more focused right. on your, your taste buds are more numb. So they're, it's hiding less of the, the uh crap of the beer right so to, well, yeah, to really yeah. drink a true beer as purest form it's room temperature you're right? you're drinking it yeah i mean you're talking about even you're not just masking the bad flavors you're masking the good flavors too so you know not not just saying like oh well you know bud light only, only tastes good when it's cold because it's hiding all the all the you know bad flavors that's true but the same thing can be said for like drinking a big imperial stout at 33 degrees you know, you're only getting a portion of what that complexity of that beer is. That's why you let that warm up a little bit. Drink it at like a cellar temperature. Drink it in the 50s or so, like it, even warmer. I mean, the warmer it gets, the more it's going to release different flavor notes and different things. And it it really makes a world of difference. In fact, it makes such a big difference that when I go out now, I will order whatever beer I want to drink. And then I'll order like a cider or something light, whatever. Yeah. And, I'll, and I'll drink the light beer and just wait while my stout warms up. Yeah. And, and and then I'll finally get to that stout whenever I finish my first beer because yeah. it, it really makes that much of a difference. It does. It really does. So if you were to rate this beer, Jeff, on Untapped, which you have, you just don't use. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say I have rated this beer on Untapped, which I may very well may have. I'll um, have. <laughs> but I, I, uh, I would give this beer a 3.75. I, I will – it hits it, it is everything deserving of a four or more um it, it does lack in complexity and it is a very straightforward beer which just it is the only reason i'm not giving it a, a huge score even though i think that's a little uh hypocritical but i just think that there's so much more that goes into those four plus beers those beers that are real home runs they i feel like there just has to be a little bit more um uh, of a brewer's intent to blow you away kind of thing to get over a four for me. And, uh, and like that one, you know, where you take a beer, you add a flavor, you barrel age it, you sour it. I mean, that kind of stuff, that's like a very, like they, that was well thought out and planned out. So to me, that was like, you've, you've upped your game to be in the four category. Whereas this one is very straightforward. It's just a treatment of a beer. Um, you know, but it, it is, it's great. It's really good treatment of a beer, and it's well executed. So I'm going to give it a three seven five. I'm going to go a four two five. Actually, no, I might go four and a half. 
You love it. You really love love it. I love it because of the style that it is, right? So my rating is based off what it is. It's a single. It's it's the lightest form of a Belgian beer possible. Similar to a Pilsner, similar to a light lager. It's it's not meant to blow you away. It's not meant to be complex, like we said. It's not meant to to be very deep. It's simple. It's straightforward. The the guava flavor is perfect. The aroma is perfect. There's not the guava is not overbearing. It's there. No, it's it is. Not light. It's there. Yeah, it's definitely very everything fresh. you just said. <laughs> yeah, very fresh. Is. Even the base style. You know, we have we'll have blonde ales, right? That are good treated, but if you have the base version of it, it's a bad style, right? It's mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's blonde ales that we've had at West Palm, Jeff at West Palm, killer, one of the best, just basic blonde ales we've had, and then we've had other blonde ales that are only good because they're adding shit to it to make it right. better, right? Mm-hmm. So this base is just phenomenal. Single in the Sun is a great base single, Belgian single. This is just an improvement on an already very classic and very well uh, executed style. So I'm I'm going a four and a half just based off style, not necessarily personal preference. Personal preference, yeah. I'd probably go around the four. Yeah. I don't. I don't hate it. I think that's everything you said makes absolute sense. I agree with yeah. you completely. It's it's for what it is. It is a. It's an absolute. I mean, it's a home run. Yeah. I just. I, I for me, I don't know. I just have a different way of rating beers where I hold that like four plus for like something that they <laughs> put a ton of effort into at least. You know. Sure. Sure. Um, which not saying they didn't have you know well thought out plans to make this beer awesome, but. Um, I don't know. Okay. It's just, so what what would you, what would you give uh, Sea Porter from Lauderdale? Ooh. Which which seat porter? Regular the base, buddy. <laughs> not, just the regular seat porter. On tap or in a yeah. can? Tap. On tap. On tap. Yeah. That's that's a four. That's a four beer. Dude, they're just adding coconut to a base porter, buddy. <laughs> right. I know. It just it's much more complex though. It's it is it, 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 what you're yeah. saying is true, but it's just a complex. It's a more complex beer. I'm just I'm just trying to poke at your theory i know you're just playing devil's advocate i got you well, that's that beer's amazing so shout out to water up too <laughs> but yeah all right so that's those are my two can, uh, cans god dude my brain's fucking bottles bottles thank you bottles you want me to go next yeah man you're good i'm all out of the okay. of the barrel monks so i gotta I've get got, more i've got this wonderful if you know and you know me and the wizard have this love affair, yeah. this is the wild wizard. It is the barrel age version of the wit beer at 6% alcohol. So very low still, not over, not overdone, uh, but a barrel aged version of the wizard wit. And we have had this before, both of us at the, oh God, it's going to pop itself. <laughs> so I've, while, while you fuss with that, I actually had that Preston of Babe Brewing came out to uh, Orlando uh, a couple months ago and I brought that to share with him because he's always like dude you know I, you know I love Belgians next time you go the monks you know bring me stuff back and this and that excuse me burping so I decided to share that with him because he knows he listens to the show he knows your love affair with the wizard and it's something cool and something different so I don't want to spoil anything quite yeah I want I want you to to really dive into that but okay. I, I have had that twice <laughs> i will 
just a, a short story with Preston. I know because he loves his Belgian styles and he has been homebrewing Belgian styles for us uh, to try. Not specifically for us, but we have we've tried his Belgian style beers, and that's really uh, if I'm not misspeaking by saying that's kind of where his his passion is, right? With the Belgian styles, Belgians and Germans, yeah, right. Um, and he he told me he's like, I can't, you know, I got to try the Wizard Wit because I just I can't believe it's as good as you say it is because you're just raving about it all the time. And then when he finally had the Wizard Wit, he t- he told me he's like, yeah, man, it's it's really good. He's like, that's a great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I know, man, I wasn't lying to you, damn, like. You don't trust my opinion? No, he does. He, so, he does, and he's great. So yes, he did. He did tell me it's really good. You're drinking the Wild Wizard, correct? The Wild Wizard, the barrel aged version of Wizard Wit. Okay, I had this June 30th of this year, mm-hmm. and I, I checked in. I'm looking at my untapped rating, so I'm gonna let Jeff kind of dive into it before I. Uh... So uh, here you go. Uh, the Wizard barrel aged for a year in tequila barrels. So there's that tequila. Yeah, it it does say n- in neutral tequila bar- barrels. Well, I don't know what that means. What's a neutral barrel? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe maybe just I don't know. And I I did so I did smell it. I did smell it, and it did have just like a little bit of kind of like a, a soury taste to it or smell to it. It does say that it has a little bit of tartness from uh, Bretomyces and. Lactobacillus was added as well. So this is not just a barrel aged version of the Wizard Wit. This is actually they they did some tinkering to it. They added wild a little yeast. they added a little wild yeast funk, which would explain why it is called Wild Wizard. Um, so it is a barrel aged wit beer, but it is not the direct Wizard Wit with barrel. They added some uh, Brettanomyces, some Lactobacillus, a little bit of little bit of funk, a little bit of different stuff in there to make it uh, a different beer. So yep. I'm going to dive in now. I mean, I love the I love the Wizard Wit. Hopefully, I like this one. And I, I have had this one. I know I like it, but <laughs> oh, what an asshole! <laughs> I well, I forgot all of this. I had it on tap. So uh, one of one of Press's good friends and 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 uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Will Homeroos, as well. He had this. He gave it a four out of five. And his rating on tap says real nice funk, light te- tequila, tequila flavor. He gave it four tequila. out of five. Tequila. Uh, as Jeff just had his, I gave this a four to five. This is uh this is on par, at least on par with um with the raspberry sorcery. Uh it is it's hard to believe it's only six percent. It actually has a very like solid mouthfeel and, and it keeps my mouth salivating which you know some of the sours do that this one just keeps me salivating and thinking I'm, like i'm as i'm talking i'm hearing it like build up in the back of my mouth um i'm just still salivating over it which makes me just want to drink more and more of it uh it has the perfect amount of funk just a tiny little tinge of sour but otherwise a lot of lacto yeah. like very like very smooth and buttery and kind of smoothed out with the with the, all the flavors that it said it had, and then you just add a little bit of like sour to it. So like almost like I don't know. It's it kind of does taste like those milkshake IPA type things, except oh, without no. <laughs> no, without the hops. Like yeah, yeah, take yeah. out the, take out the hoppy and the bitter and add it just like this. The kind of like the sour with the the sour with the sm- oh there it is. Oh god, the sour with the we're smooth. crazy this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Because I, I actually am a huge I'm a huge fan of like sour and smooth. It, the sours I really love are like 
are like the ones that smooth out, mellow out, like either big malt backbone or, or a little bit of lacto or something that's just like it, the ones that aren't too vinegary. And this yeah. one is like right there. It's like just tart. It's just, that's all it is. is really just a little tart with a very smooth, uh, yeasty, malty kind of body to it. And just gold, I mean, golden in color, great nose. This is a, this is a killer beer. Yeah. When I remember when I had it, it was, I was able to pick up the tequila just a little bit, just enough to, to know it's there. And tequila makes me puke instantly. So I can't drink tequila, but I had, it. yeah, it's very, the lacto was there. The yeast was there, but it was just enough of everything in place to where you're like, yeah, this is definitely what it's advertised as. Yeah. If I didn't read tequila and I didn't have you as I was drinking that telling me taste for the tequila, I wouldn't have been able to pick out that flavor. I, but, but it is there. It's just, it's a hard flavor to like pinpoint. Yeah. But in the right at the tail end, like kind of right when you swallow and you take that first breath in that first breath is like, tequila flavor you kind of yeah. it just lingers on your tongue a little bit just for a second and then it goes away and it's like and then you it, you just taste the the t- tart the little funk so oh, funk. Uh, i i really like this this is actually of the three uh that we've had your favorite this is you my favorite yeah dude you're you're so team wizard right now oh my god <laughs> well it's but this is this is totally different this isn't the way yes, it's, it's, it's different yeah yeah, yeah. So, if you had to give it an untapped rating, I gave it a four two five. I'm gonna give it four two five. Okay, fair enough. We agree so much. A hard, uh, yeah, a hard four two five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a good beer, man. I mean, write in your jokes in the comments, there, guys. <laughs> get old firm four two five. <laughs> good eight inch firm four two five. Yeah, dude, it's it's good, man. I mean, it goes back to what we were just saying of, dude, we haven't had anything, you know, bad from Barrel of Mugs, right? Isn't that yeah. surprising from a brewery that produces styles that we tend to not like mm-hmm. naturally, right? And we're like raving about them. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's funny actually because I do like Belgians, uh, and I'll, I haven't really had very many Belgians I dislike, but I don't order them ever. Like, it, it's never my first <laughs> choice. <laughs> It's not. It's, I it's, I, I'm, being, I'm being completely honest. It's <laughs> yeah, one of those no, styles yeah, yeah. that, like, when I look at a draft list, I always have a reason not to order one. But then whenever I do have one, I'm like, wow, why don't I order these more? <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, Belgian, yeah. quad, Belgian quads are delicious. I should order them every time. But I, I, I'm like, I don't. I just, eh, nah, not in the mood for a Belgian right now. And then I, if so somebody funny. gets me one, I'm like, damn, that's good. Why don't I get these more? It's like <laughs> me with the uh, the Castile Rouges, the, the, the Belgian cherries. That or Oktoberfest, like I never fucking order them, but someone's like, "Here, have this." I'm like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" Like I've been loving the Oktoberfest lately. They're, everybody's got their Marzins out right now. It's great. Marzins and pumpkin beers. Oh god, the Marzins a great flavor, a great. It is style. very great when executed properly. That's probably the most under one of the most underrated styles mm-hmm. of of beer. When when you get that. God, it's just a little bit of everything just blended the, so well. The problem is that so many of the American Marzins are like not great. Hot shit. So like that's why you like people probably don't like them, but like like good Oktoberfest beers are great. Oh yeah. I mean like if you get like the fest beers from Weichstefaner or all mm-hmm. those um, you know, imported German uh beers, I mean they're I mean kings of the full, style, right? Yeah, full flavor, full full everything with a light body and just yeah, it's they're good. Just they're Americans really nice. fucked it up. 
They just was like, oh, let's take these classic things and just fucking shit on them. Oh, are you a, are you an American beer hater right now? I'm not. We'll have to talk about where the best beers in the world come from on one episode. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, have it be a roundtable and get everyone saying different things and then fight to the death about it. I have my I have my allegiances. Uh, let's see. Let's New see, Zealand. See. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, Jeff would say probably Munich, Germany. No. Or Germany as a country. No, man. No, no, no. I'm Team America, baby. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Here's my reasoning. I'll tell you right now. America. America is the only place that's making beers from all over the world. Everybody else is making their beers exceptionally well, which is fine. If you're going to get a German beer, get it in Germany. If you're going to get a, a Belgian beer, get it in Belgium. If you're going to get a Belgian style beer, and and you're not in the you know nations that have that are predominantly Belgian beers, then you're not going to get it in Europe. You know what I mean? Like you're not you're not if you're not going to if you're not in a Belgian regional area that specializes in Belgians, you're going to get German beers. Or and if you're not in a German area, you're going to get whatever. In America, you can get German styles, Belgian styles. American styles, you get the IPAs if you like them. If you if you swing that way, weirdo. Um, but <laughs> you swing that way. <laughs> but you can get you can get every style of beer, and maybe they're not always exact replicas or great great representations of them. But the fact that we take a swing at every single style from all over the world means that if you were to choose to only drink one country's beers, you could essentially still drink styles of beer from all over the world if you only drink american beers you know uh england's starting to uh, make ipas like I west heard coast that IPAs. a lot of european countries are getting into the ipas from what i hear yeah god uh, why and, are we doing this this bitter fucking terrible <laughs> i know lagunitas and stone are both available in europe so dude i mean i i understand what you're saying and i agree with it but i think before we both know it that is going to fizzle out to where Europe's making American beers and they're making quote unquote American, American style beers. Right. Um, the pro- Well, the problem is that, you know, like German style has probably like, you know, 12 to 15 styles or something like that. They probably actually have more like Belgian styles have like 15 to 20 styles of beer. America has like, like three styles and they're all essentially one style. It's all IPA, but they just like broke it down into like three different styles. Like we don't have anything uniquely ours besides an IPA. True. I mean, so, I would I would argue hops with that too. Like the hop game is very American in terms of the global beer spectrum. Well, yeah. Very- well, I know that, but I'm saying like that's hops. Kind of what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I mean, a pale a, a pale ale, uh, an American pale ale, and an IPA, uh, basically close to the same style. But I guess you could. Say, I mean, you're, they're separate styles. Uh, and then maybe like Imperial IPA and like, we're like, okay, so now we've got like three or four styles that are all basically the same style that we can claim are, are American. And then we're like, oh, let's just make like a new England IPA. We'll call that a fifth style. And, uh, and then session IPA, we'll call that a sixth style. And then we'll just like go to Europe and we'll be like, Hey, we'll, we'll trade you our seven styles of beer for year 13 in Germany. But, um, but they're all the same. So (laughs) and give you one. at max, they only last three months. <laughs> yeah, we'll, <laughs> give, French. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you like one recipe. You can tweak it and make all six styles. And, <laughs> and then that's this it. one's hazy. It tastes like fruit juice, and we yeah. sell it at a premium. But it's only good for three weeks. Then it tastes like shit. 
<laughs> yeah, if you want to brew our New England style IPA, brew the regular IPA, add two ounces of orange juice to each glass. Yeah, it's the American shandy, except without the juice. So you have another? Do you have another barrel of monks, or do you? Is that no? I this is my last barrel, a barrel okay. of monks. I do have a dessert okay. beer that it's exciting. It's also a Florida brewery, and it's one that we've supported before. And we don't have to do it on this episode because you know this is a barrel of monks episode. But it is yeah. a great beer. Let's, let's let's stick with the the, the bon, the okay. bon, the monks. Um. So yeah, I guess this wraps up this. Thank you gratitude episode and love for barrel amongst uh we love you guys i know you guys are listening uh this is for you give you guys your own episode uh of dedication from us we love you guys keep doing what you're doing we love your beer this whole episode was about loving your beer we talk about your beer all the time both on and off the show um jeff hasn't posted a picture of the wizard wit on his boat but i'm sure that would happen very I soon. <laughs> well i haven't i haven't been on the boat because the water's been poisonous but the blue-green algae has receded. There's no more algae in the water. The red tide is very far north of us, and I am good to go back on the boat. So there will be wizard wits on the boat in the near future. Anyway, thanks again for listening and maybe watching, depending on if I decide to make this a video or not. I'm not sure yet. But as always, thank you to Barrel Monks. Thank you, everybody at Barrel Monks. We love you. Thank you. Mwah, 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 mwah. Kisses and hugs from us at At The Bar Podcast. And as always. All the things he said. That sounds great. Yeah. As always, uh, check us out on social media, at, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at the, bar po- <clears throat> at the Bar Podcast. Look at our website, at thebarpodcast.com for all things At The Bar Podcast. Store, buy a shirt, support us. All the episodes available for free with the most current information and bios of Jeff and I at thebarpodcast.com. As always, in wrapping. We'll see you guys at the bar. Bye. Bye.